Jake Uger, Mark Thompson, Ben Banquets, old school, old school, old school. Ben, I don't know what happened with your lighting, but you look delightful, okay? Well, nothing ever makes me look uh, whiter and paler than old school. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I tried to like turn it down. I don't know. I just uh, it I, worked. I, it I look I look sickly on old school, but not and today you, because you insist on the diversity and bringing in these smart, clever, funny people of color. It just augments it. So uh, I've tried to do something about it, but now, of course, you just got Mark. I could have just been as white as ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It is. Uh, it's the it's the white guys tonight. And yeah. I just I try to increase my white to, just to make Ben feel better. With the I've got a white light over here, sort of. But um, mm -hmm. but it's a, a pleasure to be. I consider this the um, the triad of death. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mankiewicz, Yeager, and Thompson, to be honest. So it's okay. very, uh, it's nice to complete the set. It, it is. I don't know that there's any gift involved in a uh, two-two-two on that. But overall, I like Triad. It makes us sound badass. Yeah. Does any group of three people sound badass. Maybe I should have said Triad of triad? virtue. Triad of virtue. Triad of uh, no, power. <laughs> So if you want to go, let's Mark. Let's be honest. If you're going to go badass, you don't go triad of virtue. Anything that ends of virtue is not badass. It's mm -hmm. virtuous, but it's not yeah. badass. So let me let me bounce an idea off you guys. And I came to my own decision here, and and it's just and and it's a reminder to the people who get so upset at change and the things we can't do. Obviously, there's some frustration with you know jokes you can't make or things you can't say anymore, but. Like it's just it's gonna be okay, right? Like I have to do a thing tomorrow night where I introduce somebody, a person I like a lot. I was rather honored to be chosen to present him with this award. I'm really just gonna intro a, a highlight reel of his career and then say, you know, please welcome to the stage. And he's a movie producer, and I was, you know, I do a little joke about how I don't know what a producer. When I got here to Hollywood, I don't know what a producer does. I didn't know what a producer does, and now 20, 20 some odd years later, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what a producer does, right? So a very standard joke, but it'll get a couple of laughs there. And then I point out that, like, what I have learned is that producers, if you have, if there's a great movie, you had a great producer. That's just true. If a movie succeeded, it succeeded in a large part because there was someone behind the scenes, at a bare minimum, letting the artists art. Right, you know, letting the director do the things that he does, and you know, hiring the right people, all the things. So, and I was like listing. So I'm like, you know, there's no Casablanca without Hal Wallace, no Best Years of Our Lives without Sam Gold. And so I'm listing that, and then I was gonna do a Harvey Weinstein joke, right, and then stop myself, like list a couple of his movies, and then be like, you wouldn't have Shakespeare in love with. Never mind. And I thought, wait, can I do that? And then I was like, I don't think I can. So I just didn't. It's fine. <laughs> right? It's fine. Right? It's no big deal. Yeah, that yeah. would have been fine. It would have been fine. It no, might have but, been, but it's okay if it isn't. And I don't care enough to. Is that even right, right. You don't want to, you want to stay off it anyway. Yeah, right. so you I wrote something it. else. Why well, take the chance? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, uh, but I just mean like there are actual victims in this industry who were hurt by him because he's such a monster and uh, enough. You, <laughs> you know? know what? In yeah, fact, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, go ahead. In, in, go ahead. Uh, ben, in an homage to your story, in the middle of your story, I thought about doing an Alec Baldwin joke, and I pulled it back. And you know what? We're fine. We're <laughs> fine. Everything's totally fine. 
So it, like now, but of course you're gonna get me started on that, right? So <laughs> look, in unsurprisingly, I think that we'll probably have agreement here because, but 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 let's see, maybe not. So on on Dave Chappelle, uh, here's my stance. I I listened to it, and I was hoping that it was funny so that we could say. Look, you know, maybe it's the wrong thing, but at least you know it was funny. And then you know he took a risk and blah blah blah. If it, I don't know that I was, I don't know. I guess I was rooting for that, but I'm not even positive. But mainly, I just want to say, okay, what is it? What did he do this time, right? And so I listened, I watched it, and I was like, damn it, that wasn't funny at all. Like that was just I'm brave, I because I'm making fun of trans people. Like first, not at all brave. It's like the the most cliched, like fake bravery you've ever seen. It's got Bill Maher written all over it. Uh, if Joe Rogan's doing it, I don't know that you're really that brave. Uh, and and it reminds me of the old slash current uh, Muslim bashing days, where I'm so brave. I was the one guy who called out Muslims. Were you? Or you were you part of the hundreds and right? Hundreds I mean, of you know, you mentioned Bill Maher. The, the the bravery of Bill Maher was was not in. Of course, there was no praise in it, but was in commenting on the courage that it took, right, to do that. Right, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done that, uh, but he did. That was that was brave. He wasn't he wasn't mocking Muslims. In fact, he wasn't saying. He was merely saying something that was I thought rather thought provoking. Right. Oh, the 9-11 joke, the one yeah, that well, got well, a fire right. from well, ABC. Like, See, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Ben. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, yeah no. that that joke was brave at that time, and it was arguably a joke about Muslims. But I thought they were nuts to fire him, and I 100% supported Bill Maher. Later on HBO for several decades, as he continued to bash Muslims one after another after another, it became less brave. It was less interesting, right? And so, but my, but the reason I had that whole long setup is because I refuse to be in the camp of either you hate Dave Chappelle or you love Dave Chappelle. I'm in the camp of I think Dave Chappelle is one of the funniest guys I've ever seen on television, and and I hated this joke or this non-joke, and. But that doesn't mean I hate him. That doesn't mean I think he should be fired. And it also doesn't mean that I think, well, since I don't hate him, that means I have to love this joke. No, I can just hate the joke and still say, hey, you know what? He he was funny and, and I think he made a mistake here. Is that allowed? No, 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 it's a binary world, Cenk. Um, yeah, it's allowed, um, but uh, I haven't- But it I feels not allowed, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it depends on what we mean. I mean, not allowed by whom, right? I mean, that's the, I don't even know who the people are who aren't allowing it, right? I mean, the conservatives want us to believe that it's, you know, a big tech, big government, everybody's not allowing crazy libs who are the communists, right? Really, I mean, what's amazing is that our, our former friend, you know, again, just groups everybody with Marxists. <laughs> They're no Marxists, man. I know Marxists, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, it'd be fun if there were some Marxists, right, in our political. Well, but the funny thing is, Ben, uh, there finally are some Marxists because the left has grown big and strong enough for there to be some Marxists, and it turns out they're not that fun. 
no, right. I just bet if there were like some legit, these people, I, I, don't, I don't know who the Marxists are. I don't really believe that there are. I'm just saying there's nobody in a position of any power in the United States who's a Marxist at all. And if there right. were, they'd instantly give their power away. Yeah, totally. Right. So, <laughs> um, so they'd well, have. What I wish there was just on that point is I just really wish that there was uh, not the uh, radioactivity that is placed upon socialism uh, by stamping it Marxism and communism, particularly. You know what I mean? Uh, it is very, right. very different. And when there are obviously, and you've been through this ad nauseum, socialist aspects and socialist programs that uh, exist in America. But beyond that, there are. Socialist governments that exist in you know in the civilized world and and they're perfectly fine. So the notion of somehow socialism got the and I'm not a socialist, but it just it's insane to me how the the rhetoric of you know this jihad against communism had sucked up socialism along the way. Yeah, well that's what they and of course not he doesn't know what he's doing, but that's the intent, right? Is that we just group Marxism, communism, socialism together? You say Marxism, and they they think that 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 covers all of it. Yeah, of, of course. I mean, and only because that framing has taken hold are we able to have repeatedly in the mainstream media classifying you know Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, even though their their beliefs are not the same as as moderates. Oh yeah, right. that's the yeah. biggest. I, that that is a whole. So if, if it, but if we if there were actual socialists in a position of power, democratic socialists in a position of power, then we would sort of recognize where Joe Manchin was politically, which is pretty conservative. Not as conservative as Mitch McConnell, but pretty conservative. The whole spectrum when you're talking about the national politicians is wrong anyway. It isn't left versus right. It's and you have to separate out social issues and economic issues. Because on social issues, Democrats don't do much, but they're generally correct. And on economic issues, there is no difference. It's not conservative versus progressive. Manchin and McConnell complete almost completely agree it's corporate versus non-corporate. Uh, okay, so now getting rid yeah, of that. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, so just so I didn't watch the Chappelle part, uh, and I, I was not, uh, I'm not a, a fan like you are, but only because I don't, I didn't watch as much. Whenever I did watch the show, I would think, oh, that guy's brilliant, right? I mean, it's just you couldn't not think that. But then for whatever reason, I, I just didn't, I wasn't a religious watcher, and so when he had a new special, I didn't check it out as much, but. But I got it. I never, I never thought, boy, that guy's overrated. I just thought, I, at some point, I got to get into that because it's clear that it's pretty special. So I was just, uh, to me, and, and again, I, I don't know what the, I really don't, I don't know what the joke was, but it, it, it seemed pointlessly, uh, it seemed unfunny uh, based on the reaction to it and based on the what I read. I did read it. Um, uh, it's weird that he just keeps going back. So to me, what I became interested in is his psychology, like that notion of don't tell him what he can do, <laughs> because when you what he can't do, if you tell him what he can't do, he's going to do it. Even it yeah. would appear to his own detriment, and that's just because that exists on some level, maybe in all of us on some level, and in some of us to a to a occasionally destructive level, I was like, "Wow, that seems like this seems like a therapy issue for him more than more more than more than." Well, let me point out: the therapy issue is what interested me about it. But 
Yeah, well, so my, my thought on that is that uh, now the, all the comics, and I, and I speak of political correctness, it's hilarious. Because the comics will be like, oh, do we hate political correctness? Fascism plus Marxism, okay? Uh, and then you're like, you call them a comic, they're like, comics are c- uh, cartoons, we're comedians, or vice versa. I forget which one. So I don't mean to offend the comics slash comedians, but by saying both, I'm now guaranteed that I've offended you. But I'll be like Dave Chappelle, oh yeah? I don't, if you I, complain I don't about think, it, I'm gonna do it again. I don't think there is a funny comedian who could possibly be offended by that, inconceivable. I, I, there might be some unfunny ones who are, but if that really bothers you then. I mean, Mark, you know a lot of comedians. Any of them be like, hey man, I'm a comedian, not a comic pal. Yeah, no, no, I haven't. Uh, no one's pulled a you know a yellow flag out and uh, walked off 15 yards on that one. I don't think the labeling uh, particularly matters. I, I, I just uh, I should say for the record because I don't want to seem sort of like tacitly approving of any position. I didn't see what he said. I started watching the special the other night, got about 10 minutes in and just got too late. I had to turn it off. I'm gonna get to. I love Chappelle. I've, I went to. To his live show, uh, it was one of the first shows where I'd ever seen, and I think it was one of the first shows, big shows, and it was at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, where you had to take your cell phone and you know surrender it to this oh, bag, yeah. to this right. pouch, and they were really strict about uh, the threat anyway that if you you know videoed anything, and I completely understood that from you know a, a comic standpoint, from an intellectual property standpoint, comedian, that, Mark. Uh, yes, comedian <laughs> that. that uh, that that was a you know you can you can ruin a whole act that way by you know uh, you know d- doing what happens often at uh, music shows, which is that you know they go up on Instagram stories or whatever, and now you know a bunch of the, the comics act anyway. So I, I love Chappelle. Chappelle. That said, you know some of his stuff will land, some of his stuff may not land. Uh, I I haven't seen this uh, this stuff that is you know is so uh, controversial. You know I haven't seen it, but you're, you're saying Jank. You saw it and it was sort of meh. But but Mark, don't you think it's strange that doubling down on something that people, unless you're gonna like, you gotta knock it out of the park. And of course you can make a trans joke, right? But it really can't be making, can't end with the, they're weird and different, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just, that I, can't, I be, say, that can't um, be the joke. Not And not because yeah. that's immoral, it's just because that's not, it's it's on its face, not clever. Well, again, I will say this. I mean, I don't know. I have a real bias against making fun of minorities if you're not in the minority. In other words, if you know, I really just think it's. I'm not into it. I don't want to hear, you know, a non-Jewish person tell a Jewish joke. I don't want to hear. A, um, uh, well, you can do the rest of the minorities. No, no, you, <laughs> go ahead, you do it. I'm an easy to do. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Hey, Mark, I'm curious. Can a can a non-Sikh make a Sikh joke? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not, Ben. I'm glad you brought that up because that's an right, underrepresented right. group of comics. All right. Uh, so, so I'm just not about it. So, if you're trans and you want to do a trans joke, then you know, go for it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I think there's a finger pointing yeah, aspect no. to it. I don't mean to be that guy, but sorry, just no, no, generally course, no, not and, cool with it. And my point is, is that your joke, if you're going to make a trans joke, the butt of the joke can't be the trans person. That's right? absolutely right. That, that's right. Your 
your experience, your stupidity with it, your confusion about it, right? Whatever, right? Right. But, that's exactly right. And, and that makes it a challenge and clever, and that's what the that's what separates really gifted comedians from not gifted ones. Although no one no one can deny that Chappelle has a gift. Yeah. Well, so that's true, but. But I'm gonna do a caveat on that. But first, the Mark Thompson corollary. Um, so I, I I hear what you're saying, uh, Mark, about the uh, no one who isn't Tamil can't make a Tamil joke. Uh, but <laughs> but that one doesn't qualify, right? That one doesn't qualify. Uh, but but at this uh, mine is broader. If it's in the family, it's totally okay. If it's not in the family, then it's not okay. And so I don't know what that I means. If it's in the family, yeah. And I'll so let me explain. Uh, and I get that it's way more subjective. And by the way, none of these rules are actually real. Okay, <laughs> nobody's going to enforce any. Oh, okay, of these I'll put rules. my pen down. Sorry, right? thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I mean, you're like, oh wait, hold on now, wait a minute, we got a rule yeah. here. Um, no, it, in the family means like you're joking around among friends, people you support, allies, right? So, um, you know. And it depends on the context. Like, so if we're in your living room, I think I can make a Jewish joke and you can make a Muslim joke. Okay. Now, when we're on air, may, uh, these days it gets dicey, right? In the old days, we trusted one another and we didn't have these monsters of the right wing going around going, ah, ha, 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 right? Um, but if if I was positive, the Chappelle, but to broaden it out, if I was positive, the Chappelle obviously is in favor of trans people and, and them having 100% of the same rights and not mocking them, etc. And he makes a trans joke, then I'm totally cool with it, right? But if Rush Limbaugh makes a trans joke, I'm not cool with it. And the right wingers would say, oh, yeah, well, you just trying to say liberals can do it, but conservatives can. No, he, Rush, uh, rest his soul. Anyway, <laughs> uh, used to uh, hate all those people. If you're then that puts a different context and connotation on it. Then you're making fun of them instead of all of everybody who's in the family ribbing each other and having fun. In the case of the stuff I'm talking about, you're right. I think that in the family, as you say, or with a history of support of civil rights and all the rest of it, to a to a very limited point, I'd be okay with it. But now to Ben's thing. But if it's uh, you know at the expense of a trans person in the case of Chabelle, again, I haven't seen the bit. I will, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be on the test. Uh, <laughs> but I, um, I, I, I think uh, I'm. I don't think I'm going to be cool with it. To be honest, I don't think I am. Yeah, and, I, don't, I, don't I just think, think it's just yeah. not going to wash for me. Yeah, no, I watched it. I'll speak for you guys. You're not going to be cool with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so look, uh, so finally on on this, look. I think the comics now are in a, if you will, a genitalia a measuring contest. Okay, they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be braver than you. I'm gonna say something even more offensive about trans people. Yeah, but again, it's not brave. They almost every comic has done it, and 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 then Dave's what well, Dave, as if I know him, Chappelle's Chappelle's joke wasn't even a joke. He was just like, hey. Trans people don't make sense because you you know gender is a fact. Like a that's not remotely true. B that's not remotely a joke. C you sound like Ben Shapiro and that is definitely not funny. Uh, so and 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 it's so obvious he's doing it because it got 
the previous trans jokes got under his skin, the reaction, and he's doubling down. And then now yeah. today he came out quadrupling down, right? And so to me, and the whole reason I brought this up was not because of the joke and the controversy, etc. I'm kind of amazed. It turns out, I think a lot of these celebrities have never actually gotten like hate. So, and and the reason I like, I live online, right? So I've had, I think it's definitely literal, millions of hate comments against me. Okay, if it's not millions, it's hundreds of thousands. We're at nine hundred eighty-seven thousand or whatever, right? And so, to me, a hate comment is like the most normal thing in the world, right? But I think that Dave Chappelle, I think he doesn't have a Twitter account. If I'm not mistaken, somebody told me this, right? And if I'm getting any of this wrong, who cares? Um, so, uh, but. I think they live in their isolated bubble where everybody's constantly kissing their ass. So the minute they got pushback, I think all of that, it's not just to put it on Chappelle, all of them were like, what? Yeah. Someone disagrees? This, wow, this may be the first reaction I had when a, you know, a troll, the first troll appeared in 2007 well, online. Well, or a couple things. One, one, you've gotten so many comments as part of your, as part of your persona. It's part of your, it's part of your trade, right? That you give and give back, and that you're a tough guy who doesn't. Oh, care. God damn right. Right. You know, and it's true. You, you don't, you don't care, and most of it amuses you, right? I'm sure there are some things that people could say, especially. There are probably things, thankfully, that people don't know that would actually hurt your feelings, right? But. It, it is hard to do, it's hard to do. Yeah. So I retweeted yesterday this really talented, per, I, I suspect Mark might follow her, Maura Quint at behind oh, yeah. her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's a bit of an activist and a bit of a comedian and smart and funny and I've never met her, but I follow her, follow each other on Twitter. And she wrote yesterday, just want a Halloween costume as unforgettable as a lone criticism in a sea of kind words. And like, oh man, that like, I was like, oh, that's so good, right? I mean, we can get, oh my God, I love your work, you're fantastic, you're the best, you're amazing, like 170, oh my God, it's great, it's great, it's great. And then we get, hey, you got this job because of your family and you suck. And I'm like, oh, right? And I'm paralyzed for days. You know, um, and like so, uh, and I'm like, and somebody will say like, "Hey man, there's like 375 comments about how great you are." And you're like, "Yeah, whatever, dude." <laughs> right. Um, so ben, there's it, Ben. And, you're describing a dream scenario for me. <laughs> 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 are you kidding me? 374 positive, one negative. I never <laughs> stopped talking about it. I'd smile ear to ear the rest of my life if it just happened one day. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's something about uh, uh, humans, right? That I mean, it's. Uh, you know, it's why you know when I got my first cell phone driving across the country, the first call I, first call, first random call I made, first call not to a person I knew, um, you know, was uh, was that that I've told the story so many times, Jake. You know it. You know, one eight hundred. How's my driving? Whatever it is, right? And I'm on the highway driving to California, and I was like, oh, I'm going to call and tell him 
you know, that the truck driver and they're like, hey, yeah, I just want to talk about the driving thing on your your truck I'm behind it. And they're like, oh, what's the problem? I go, no problem. There's a, he's driving at a safe speed and there was a lane change. <laughs> and, and he really like he put the blinker on ahead of time and eased over and it's a big truck. So it was, I was just impressed, you know, complete silence. Okay, <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> you know, that's well, terrific. Uh, I didn't heard that story. Relay it. So, uh, because it's, you know, it's who calls TV stations. It's you call when you're mad, right? You, you, uh, the, the negative it works in politics, right? I mean, it's why negative, it's why, uh, you know, negative politics works uh, because that's what we remember. That has a visceral reaction, whereas, you know, overwhelming joy might have some reaction too, but just solid everyday okayness. Uh, is uh, uh, not a message that sticks. Well, we talked yeah. about this, I think, in the last old school, or uh, that I was on anyway, where I was saying that you know that was an evolutionary thing. That you know the negative stays with you more than the positive yeah. does for survival reasons. But um, it is Jenk's superpower that that negative stuff does not bother him to the the way that it bothers you and bothers me. I mean, it's a, and people are. Truly, as Ben has suggested, they are rageful as they write that negative Yelp review. I mean, they get a great meal at a restaurant. They say I'm they're going to give a I'm going to give you guys a great review. What a great night I've had. Then they get home. Then the ball game's on. Then you know, yeah, right, they, of course, the right. dog has to be walked. And then, but Ben, if they've had a bad meal, they're going to, as I say, just scorch those keys with every nasty thing they could possibly say. So that stuff has a toxicity and. It just has a frequency about it that is far, far more able to cut through the, the noise, you know. The other day, a conservative had a good line about me, and uh, I almost retweeted it, but he's probably <laughs> so toxic that I was like, now then I'm gonna get like problems with the left when I retweet a critique of me from a right winger, like this is the, the how deep it goes. But it was Mark Dice, although then a lot of people, other uh, other people did it too. It was when I was messing around with people talking about how I could kick Joe Rogan's ass, right? And uh, and he's like, oh, the only thing you're beat Joe Rogan to is the buffet line. I was like, eh, that's pretty good. So I, I think he said it better too. I think I ruined his joke, but um, but I was like. Like I was ready to type out pretty good and retweet it, right? Um, but again, I didn't want to blow. Oh, did you know Mark Dice actually was, you know, said this Nazi thing? <laughs> I don't know that he did, but like, I know. You should have retweeted. Otherwise, I wouldn't have retweeted. There's a buffet. Yeah, that's right. You got it right. That's, that's right. the play. I, I do love a buffet, right? That's yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like it. I love every time somebody thinks it's new and they're like. Yeah, whatever. Sink yogurt. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. <laughs> or chunk yogurt, all this stuff. Me and the kids, my kids, we joke around about it. Like, oh my God, if I were your kid, I would call, I would just call you chunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that, that probably, like, if you, <laughs> If you, uh, if you remember, I did told the story when I was in elementary school. Uh, Big Mac, that was our gym teacher, uh, Mr. McEnany. Uh, he had me go in the front of the line. And by the way, a lot of people could like be traumatized by this, uh, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, he had me in the front of the line as the whole uh, class would line up, and we would go around going chunka hunka, chunka hunka, chunka hunka. Okay, and then he called me chunky hunky, and luckily. 
The one that stuck out of all that was my nickname. What everybody called me in elementary school was Hunky. Oh, yeah, come on. And every time I was thinking, yes, thank God it wasn't chunky. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, now I could take anything, but you know, when you're a fifth grader, <laughs> chunky would not have been a great nickname. I'd like no, to no. bring Hunky back myself for you if I could. Maybe yeah, Hunky's pretty start. good. I mean, that is yeah. this. That's a pretty, you know, yeah. I, uh, I I was very skinny in high school, and I somehow uh, developed a very. It didn't last long, but most of I would say second, third grade. And part of it was because I was I could catch thing. I caught everything, and but I was known as Wire Arms Willie. I was not into it. <laughs> um, mm. uh, first of all, I didn't understand the Willie part. I mean, I got yeah, it. I, I started. I, with I don't get. Wire arms, Willie. That was that was sort of the, um, and I was like, eh, yeah, my arms are very skinny. Thank you. <laughs> like I they, I don't like it. No, you yeah. didn't like it at all. Let's yeah, be honest. I didn't like. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I never, I never, I never would have given anybody any satisfaction of ever letting them know. Yeah, you know what? That's why you double down. That's why you have wire arms today. That's right. That's right. That's right. Look at my wire arms. I think the doubling down thing is a really interesting phenomenon that you talk about, and probably that social media component is part of it. It's a there's also a a quality of sort of being the rebel comedian who will say those things that will get the backup of society. That and that image is sort of well served by that thing that he does in, in the case of Chappelle. So again, didn't see it, don't know, I'm a fan. So as I've said, I, I, I think it can be very funny, but not everything lands. But I think the quality that he has as a rebel, that's the thing that probably leads him toward, no, let me tell you. You know, I'm not only not backing off. I'm doing another 10 minutes on this. You know, yeah, so. and I think that I think that I'm curious whether, and I I just love the psychological component of it. I'm curious whether what role that played for him, right? This idea of you kept pushing him and pushing him, so he's just doubling down. And also to some extent, Louis C.K., who's come back with some jokes that would indicate like, no, I'm not going to listen to you guys. And you know, and I thought Louis gave a really good apology. I know Jenk, you sort of did too, but other people were like, "What a nonsense apology!" And I was like, "I don't know how you're supposed to apologize." But no, I, look, um, there's, I've never seen, almost never seen anyone outside of us ever say, "Oh, that's a good apology." Like 99 out of 100 times, and I can't remember the one. People say that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Like you could say. I will self decapitate. I will immolate myself. I'm lighting myself on fire for how sorry I am right now. People are like, eh, not good enough. You should have lit yourself on fire a minute ago. So there's a show on television, which I know, Cenk, you don't watch. Mark, you probably do. You watching the morning show? Oh, I hear it's great. I really have to get on it. I know it's yeah, on my list. I don't know that it's great. I don't oh, know. It's, it's, and, and it's, I, not, okay. it's not great. It's on. Okay. Um, and, Let me get uh, my list. Get me my list. Yeah, this is my list, list of things take more that are neither, neither Put terrible. Put on the good list. Or, no, it's on the on TV list. That's just all <laughs> it, that's what it is. Uh, uh, it's on the, you could watch it, I guess. Um, so, because it has moments where, I, you know, I like, it's got people I like, and it's about television. So you and I, you'll like it, right? Right. You, you've worked morning radio, you've worked morning television, you just, You'll and you work in, you're a journalist, you know, you, you, you get it, television, right? And, uh, but, um, there was a line in the episode I saw last night. I'm behind, so I'm not spoiling anything. It doesn't matter. Where uh, the Jennifer Aniston character apologizes for 
sort of leading on a, a, a colleague who was gonna be her co-anchor, but then she quit and I guess he felt used. I don't, she didn't set out to use him, but then when she quit in the spectacular way that she quit, it sort of ended up that he felt used. And she, he was explaining that and she was like, I didn't know what I was gonna do. How was I supposed to know three weeks later I was gonna quit, right? Or whatever, it was gonna go the way it went or, or she requested someone else in a spur of the moment thing because of massive external pressures that, and she was like, but I didn't, I didn't, yes, I'm, I am really sorry that that hurt you. And this was nine months later and this guy's had an opportunity to do a number of own things. But he was like, I could have taken this other job which she didn't know about. So to me, I felt like you got to take some responsibility for your own situation. But he was really mad at her and he told her sort of to her face when he saw her again. And then she gave a really, she was like, I am very sorry that her, it was not my intent, but I am, I get it and I see it and I'm sorry. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, you know, apology not accepted. That's just apologies is your way to alleviate your own guilt. Basically walked away, I'm paraphrasing a little. And I was like, F that guy, <laughs> right? Like, like to 100%, like, come on, man, like what, what? Okay, then there's no forgiveness, right? Then, right. then there is no. Then to your point, there is no apology. That's okay, right? They're all bad. They're all yeah. fake. They're all just self-serving. And I guess maybe you know, they are all self-serving. But then it's no more than our friend Charlie Tabish's argument that everything is self-serving. Yeah. Right? yeah. You, you throw yourself on a grenade and you're killed, but you save your friends is because you know that after you do that. It's like, well, I'm supposed to do this. This is the thing I'm supposed to do. This is the thing that makes me a hero, so I do it. And it's an interesting philosophical debate, and he might be right, but but there's no wait, way wait, wait, to wait, do wait, anything. Wait, wait. To is that Charlie Tavish's argument that people yeah. jump on grenades and save others because they think, well, this is what I should do. I don't even want to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just every every no. motivation we have is ultimately selfish. That's no, uh, that's absolute nonsense. I, I am. I can't disagree with that more intensely than than oh, yeah, next time yeah, we're all, next time we're all together. I'm going to make sure I, we talk. He has to defend himself. No, he's no, good, no, he's no, 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 no. You you don't need Charles. It's indefensible. Man. Oh, he Cenk Cenk is, Cenk shares himself. it. Jenk shares it. No, what's hilarious is uh, no. I it's not. I, not only do I agree with Charlie, I'm going to go 180 for Mark and say it's inarguable. Not only is it not indefensible, it's inarguable. Mm -hmm. So, but please don't tell. Let let me explain why. It, it'll will it'll lead up five minutes about philosophy and psychology. Don't do it. Don't ben, do it. Uh, ben and Jake, it, it's well, I don't know where Ben stands on this. Although you know you represent. No, I, I I don't like the conversation. I don't really agree with it. I might yeah. agree with it, but I don't care. And I do not like the conversation in general. I mean, I like the spirited one if it's only funny. If people start getting serious about it, then I, I mean, I'm just going to tune out. Jank, uh, uh, if uh, you know it's absurd, it's just a fun conversation to have and to and to and to diagram. But you know it's absurd. No, no. There's look, there is nothing uh, that isn't selfish. Uh, it's literally impossible. Uh, you, no. Jank, you can defend, you can define things. Sorry to interrupt as you're starting. I won't again, but. You can define all things. This is you can define your way to winning this argument. I get that, but don't you see that you're actually benefiting yourself because you have so much tied up in self-sacrifice. You know what, dude? 
Just go pound it. That's just <laughs> defining your way to the winning the argument. You're not actually arguing the points anymore. Okay, so that's that, that's half true. I understand what you're saying. Uh, I I still think it's, it's selfish. One day off air, I'll explain why. Okay. I got in. I got into a. I got into a legendary debate, not fight, but debate with Jack, who is now also a TYT, but a friend of mine from a long time ago. And you guys know him, so you'll know that it's funny because he's normally very calm. He's as calm as calm gets, right? Placid is his middle name. And and so, but I got into a huge argument like 20 years ago at least, when I said having kids is selfish. You're just doing it for yourself. And he's like, what? <laughs> And so even now, you mentioned that to Jack, and he'd be like, "Come again, do it. Say it again. Say it again." <laughs> but it, uh, you know, it. it I, I think having kids uh, might be selfish, but but the daily work that goes into raising them is not. No, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. it's not. So, but let me, so I'll just say this last thing uh, to to make the distinction here and to appease. Uh, Mark, but it doesn't count as an apology. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, seriously. Um, on the other hand, although we're all selfish, they could, in my opinion, but that could show itself in wonderful ways, depending on what you, how you put that out in the world. But the key, and I think what Mark is driving at, and what we all agree with, and that's why we generally agree politically and about life, is empathy. And if that is the delineator. If you have empathy for other human beings, great, that's what you need. That's what we love and need to have, right? The people who are dangerous are the ones who do not have empathy for others. Right. And it is a spectrum and and now this is a kind of a depressing point and but I think that, that a lot of people on the right wing are on that end of the spectrum where they think, well, I got empathy for me. I got empathy for my wife. I hope I got empathy for my kids and my church and my family and the little league team that I coach. But you over there, you're over there, and I don't have any empathy for you. And and whereas us people on the left, we have broader empathy. Yeah, and no, so I th- well, I think that's true. I mean, there's an empathy gene, I think, and that's to I think to largely to Mark's point is that this argument about selfishness is ultimately going to boil down to how you define a selfish act, yeah, right? And, yeah, that's and you, you, right. So, um, uh, so the um, I, it was a tweet from somebody I follow uh, today uh, where I, and I didn't go back through it, but essentially the the conversation was, you know, she wants to wear a mask and wants people to be vaccinated. You know, wear a mask where appropriate and wants people to be vaccinated. And 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 the guy responded, Hey, why don't you wear a mask and you get vaccinated and that's your thing? Why do you care what anybody else does? And she was like, Well, no, this is bigger than me. And it is a broader community issue, and I care about the people in the community, right? And and maybe because then ultimately caring about the people in the community will ultimately make her life easier. If you want to get back to the selfish argument, but again, there is this feeling, this sense of being part of something much bigger, which everybody wants. Everybody, whether you're conservative or or liberal or a, a Marxist, one of the millions of Marxists <laughs> in power in the United States of America, or 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 angry, angry, angry right winger. Everybody wants to be part of something, right? Wants to share something together. 
I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. It generally speaking, I mean, obviously, there's some psychopaths that have no empathy whatsoever. Donald Trump. Uh, but I don't think that's most right, right yeah. wingers fall into that camp. Um, and so I then that's gonna look lead to two quick things. Number one, look, guys, I, I'm not immunocompromised. Uh, but I, I don't know why this is so hard to understand because they, they generally don't want to understand it. It's not hard to understand. We all get it. They're just actively shutting their minds off to it. So I'm vaccinated. It, it it appears by all evidence that if I get coronavirus now, I'm probably gonna be fine, right? And so, cause you get, a, I don't wanna get into why, it's kind of obvious, etc. But I'm not immunocompromised, Colin Powell was. He was vaccinated, he still got coronavirus because the unvaccinated have spread it around so much. He was immunocompromised and he died. So why is that hard to understand? Like, yeah. I don't like wearing a mask, but I don't, as bad I, as I, Colin Powell I, was, I, I, I didn't want I him hate, to die. I hate it, I hate it, hate, hate, hate it, but I do it. Let me yeah, just tell I, you, I, uh, I agree. Uh, maybe we can do this when we come back. I know the time is winding down, but I got into a mask thing last night. And it really, my I went to visit a friend of mine who's a performer. And had he not been the performer that I'd been there to visit, it might have really gotten to a super ugly place. But it was with somebody who was representing the management of the place. And I mean, just speaking to I, you know, when you have drinks or food, you're allowed to take the mask off, right? And I had a martini, and I'm drinking this martini, and. I had the mask off and I'm talking to my friend who's the performer and my girlfriend is there. And someone, to be fair, I'm gonna tell the story fairly and I'll tell it quickly, came up to me and said, you need to put the mask back on between sips. So they did tell me that, okay. So I put the mask back on for a second, then I took it off, then I took a sip and then I didn't put it back on. And then this guy comes over and it was really the manner that he addressed me that bothered me the most. He said, you need to put your mask on. And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a martini. He said, your martini is done. And I held it up and there was like a quarter of the martini still there. He said, are you gonna pour that on me? I said, no, 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 I just want to show you that there's still part of the martini here. He said, well, this is how you do it then. You put on your mask. And when you want a sip of your martini, you take off the mask for a second, you take a sip, and then you put the mask back on. And I said, hey, man, there's no need for you to be condescending about it, you know? And he said, well, there's no need for you to stand there for 10 minutes not wearing a. And it went from there. And then I kind of just backed away because I didn't want, as I say, my friend worked there. But it's to your point, Ben, I hate it. And I might have been looking for the get out of jail free card, which was my drink, you know? Yeah. Um, I was within the law, you know. There's no, I wasn't violating the law in any way. But you see how these things. No, you see why like, that guy. That yeah. guy is not helping the good fight. No, right. I mean, there's so, that guy. That guy needs to come up to you and go, "Hey, I'm sorry. Um, I, I really, I know I said it before. It's important to me, and I work here at the club that you sort of keep the." Mask sip mask thing, and I know it's a pain in the ass. But if you could do that, I really appreciate it. And then if you're defiant about that, then it's on you. Exactly. Actually, yeah. that was precisely how I characterized it. I said it was the way he said it. If he had said, "Hey, yeah. man, I'm sorry, but this is the this is the rule here. Would you just do me a favor?" It would have worked, and I would have done it.
you know. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I want to pick up on that in the we're out of time in the in the next episode, and I want to tell you about this. So I'm wearing this shirt, and then. I didn't almost get into a fight, that's an exaggeration, but I want to tell the story in the next episode. I'm wearing this one. Mm. Once again, spelling. Yeah, <laughs> all right, so uh, the anti-anti-vaxxer club. Uh, and this shirt gets more comments than anything in the world. ShopTYT.com, ShopTYT.com. <laughs> okay, TYT.com slash join, we'll see you over there.